We should go ahead and hit record. Just did. Well, I had to uh, honor this movie and or uh, I didn't change it from a uh, prior podcast that actually has nothing to do with this okay. movie. I'm not calling uh, Audrey Hepburn dumb and or dumber. Well, that's good of you to honor the dead in this way. It's, it's good. You can't say that with films of this age. It's like almost everyone's going to be dead, right? Not Mr. Arkin, I don't no, think. No, right? He's, He's still, still working. Still kicking. See? Not everybody. I don't know about the rest of them, though. Uh, they're not They're not movie stars. Who cares about them, Mike? All of my emotions feel the same, feel the same. You don't like where this is going. Look away, look away. You're not in my way. You're in my path. Look at that. All of my emotions feel the same. What a laugh. Cover your You know, um, I had a, a thought though that I don't. I don't think I've. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen Audrey Hepburn perform. I don't think oh, I've you ever have, seen, you seen Breakfast movie. at Tiffany's. You haven't seen. No, uh, I've seen the racist bits. <laughs> wow, yeah, never... yeah. And what's the Sabrina? Never, been too never... no Sabrina, no charade. Nope, I'm not seen either version. Sure, charade. Uh, oh no. man, well, that's the that. one. Forget about the rest. Cary yeah, Grant, right? Yeah, Silver Fox, Cary Grant, and Audrey Hepburn. That watch that one if you're going to watch any of these uh, quote unquote classic films. That's the one. So I only know her as um, uh, college dorm room poster from yeah the icon that I did. Right? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I think as I think most men are introduced to Audrey Hepburn, it's. You know, some girl really liked skinny Audrey Hepburn and her mm-hmm. little cigarette and her pearls and the mm-hmm. the whole deal. Yep, same. I uh, I think I was introduced to her because I worked at a poster store mm, at my, as my go. first job, and that was, of course, on the wall. <laughs> Is that um, good or bad? If you're, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I know nothing about the woman, but if you're... Uh... Hepburn's surviving friends and or family, the fact that you've become your own thing, not really known for the work itself, and maybe someone like Marilyn Monroe is kind of similar. I do think, uh, uh, I, I think maybe her stuff uh, is a little bit more popular. Some like it hot, I think, is probably one of the most popular classic movies sure. of all time. And this one, this one too. I don't know why I never got around to it, other than. <laughs> The thing that I never really got over, and it's like hour forty five minute runtime. Uh, I don't know if I want to see a blind person be terrorized and picked on. And you kind of have to get over that hump to <laughs> and, have any sort you of know, enjoyment. And especially when it's Audrey Hepburn, this tiny little waifish woman. Like mm. it's, it's like even more so because yeah, it, it's interesting. You brought up Marilyn Monroe. I it's going to come off really mean, Mike, but I'm just oh, going to no. say it. So. I think you're right that Marilyn Monroe and Audrey Hepburn are both thought of this way where they're more known as a commodity rather than the mm. work, right? Mm. Uh, but I think that uh, Marilyn Monroe is underrated and Audrey Hepburn is in general pretty overrated as as an actor. I thought she was kind of bad here. <laughs> <laughs> and and the worst part is this, is this is the one that people are like, oh, no, because I think she got either – 
She got nominated. One or nominated as an Oscar mm-hmm. for this. So mm-hmm. so this is the one that people are like, oh, yeah, she really pulls out all the stops as the, the tiny blind lady. Yes, this this is where it's at. So like I said, watch Charade. It's, uh, it's much better. She's a little meaner. So that's fun. Uh, but yeah, I... This is one of those movies that I've. This is the second time I've watched it now. We're talking about Wait Until Dark, by the way, which we haven't mentioned. Editor but Dave, hopefully, trailer. Hopefully, somewhere in there. <laughs> hopefully, this is on the title of the episode, so you will have figured this out because uh, you're you not going to drop smart. Dumb and Dumber clips, you know, right no, no. to mislead because them. our listeners, our listeners, Mike, are very smart, so they're they're going to figure all this out. Audrey Hepburn, the role you're going to remember. Whenever you're alone. You behind the door. She's a lost kid. It still don't move. Gloria. She is blind, and she is alone. The terrible suspicion growing. Gloria, I know you're there. You went right down the list and told me that the doll linked Sam and Mrs. Rode. And now Mrs. Rode's dead. Murdered right next door. But maybe I was wrong. That doesn't matter. If you thought that way, the police will think that way. Somehow um, ended up here, so I don't, I don't know. The yeah, well, judgment, <laughs> intelligence, yes, yes, intelligent but foolish at the same time. Yes, yes okay. absolutely. Um, and this is movie. The first time I watched, I watched it for some other podcast, uh, and I did an episode with Maynard uh, with Pop Chris Maynard. Case study, right? Yeah, I think it was way back then. Yeah, and as I recall, I was like, eh. It's all right. And Maynard was like, what are you talking about? It's a classic of cinema. It's so good. She's so amazing. And I may be remembering this wrong, but that's that's my story and I'm sticking to it. And I I find myself, as with a lot of movies, wishing that, w- that it was either a lot better or a lot worse. Like, I think it's kind of a middling movie. I don't think she's terrible, but I don't think she's great either. I think the highlight of the movie is Arkin. Like, I, I think he... He is, you want to talk about chewing the scenery? That mm. guy is going for it. <laughs> and he is having a great time. So, like, I I find myself, every time I watch this movie, thinking that he's in it more. Because he's so memorable. And then I rewatch it, and I'm like, God, he's like he's got, like, two or three scenes. You get, like, like, a ten-minute monologue at the top, and then sort of, you know, disappears into costume. And you can obviously see how yes. it would be. Uh, you know, more fun on the stage. Uh, this is oh, sort yeah. of, uh, uh, you know, dinner theater uh, almost, except, you know, picking on the blind. But, 
Um, the deepest insult you could possibly. This is like dinner theater. This is like dinner theater on a cruise ship. Like this is. <laughs> I mean, it's no clue. The movie it, it doesn't oh, reach uh, those Mike, heights. Mike, what is? Please, I mean, that's that's a classic. You want to talk that Did- murder by death? These are much better, yes. Do you think that they knew they were making a classic in Clue, or they were like, ah, we hope no, pretty good for like a, oh, a board not game Not a movie. chance yeah. in hell did they know what they had their hands on in this. <laughs> no, definitely not, but one of my favorites, for sure. I had a hard time, so I started this one, um... This is my third go at it, and I don't think I've made it past. <laughs> Always a good sign! <laughs> I, think... I almost made it! <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever made it through... Uh, Arkin's uh, sort of opening monologue, uh, mainly because oh. I couldn't couldn't get a read or a handle on the two other gentlemen who Dave says do not deserve to be uh, <laughs> remembered because they're not movie stars. Um, why they would stand? Richard Crenna and Jack Weston. Uh, nonsense. Wow, not real people. Disgust. Um, <laughs> sure, they were fine. Well, I'm not. Going Are you on a poster? Are you on a poster that I, was, I don't want to hear from you? I was you? about to say, I'm sure they're fine fellows, but I'm not going to go on the record with that. Not with uh, all the revelations. Of, no, 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 no. No, no. White guys in the 60s, probably not a safe bet. Or white guys now. So. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I couldn't get a handle on why these two guys who just went to this place, they're picking. Hold on a second. God damn it. It's the best with these backgrounds. It's the best with these backgrounds because I, you disappear, and then all of a sudden I get the full body shot of Mike standing What's out that? of nowhere. Sorry. Tell there my is. people to shut the fuck up. I'm trying to have a thought here. The closest yes. I will ever come to having children. I, I, I don't know. If, I don't know if I'm getting. You can keep all this in, by the way, because uh, this is honesty. Yes. Um, I don't. I think at this age. I'm now more frustrated by parents than children. Used to be, I'm like, oh, kids are terrible. Now I look at parents like, you are fucking evil for doing this to the rest of us. Like, to right, the planet, right. to all of it's us. It's not like, that why, kid's fault. <laughs> why did you make this choice? And the endless complaining they have about, or not even complaining, but they like, well, it must be nice. You get to watch so many movies. Here's what I have to do. Yeah, I made that choice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I, I, this, I made uh, like the obvious choice. I thought I thought right. I was the one like picking. It's C like the lack of a choice. Test. Just like if you nope. If you just have picked <laughs> one, I felt like I, I I went with the safe bet, and you yep chose to test out hell on Earth first. Um, is this your way of attacking Derek without saying his name? Is that? <laughs> you know, he's kind of. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to uh, shout out. Derek he's barely a parent. Yes. Co-host of the Grand Gesture. Um, I don't know how he's working it, but he seems to be working it. I feel like he's whatever pact he made with his child. It seems like they have like a uh, bro code of like we're going to allow each other to consume as much in the way of video games and time. Like, don't interrupt right. each other. This is a good thing we've got going. Uh, I don't know. So yes, um, there are no children in in this that are worth a shit because we open with the only child character um, throwing things on the ground to see if this blind woman that she's supposed to be assisting in some way can pick them up. Oh, Gloria, hmm? maybe when you come back, you give me a hand with the icebox. I've got to defrost it while Sam's away. What did you do then? 
Switched it to defrost, of course. That's not how it's done. It is, too. I've done for Mother hundreds of times. Your mother's refrigerator's a modern one. This one's ancient. We've got to do it Sam's way. We've got to take everything okay, out. Okay, do it Sam's way, then. I'll go to the A&P. Did you close the door? Yes. But I didn't hear it shut. Okay, so it's open. Please shut the door. Close it yourself. You're nearer. Gloria, close the door. No! Gloria! No, I won't! Listen, you little monster, I won't put up with this one more minute. What's that? And when she comes around and quasi apologizes, she's like, you know, you shouldn't have insulted me, though, because if you insult me, I'm going to go right for the cheap shot. And <laughs> all bets you are in, off, blind lady. I'm going to put you <laughs> in direct possible physical harm if you say yeah. that I'm being kind of selfish or maybe I'm not living up to my end of the bargain. Um, I guess I'm happy that that turns pretty quickly because, God, the film is so reliant on outside forces. Uh, and maybe that's why I had like a distaste for, I guess, you know, my, my first foray into the, uh, the Audrey Hepburn cinematic universe. Um, I don't think the film ever lets her, I mean, she, you know, spoiler alert, she's, she's going to come out. Well, all right. I'm sure traumatized, but she, (laughs) as far as by the, (laughs) by the end, uh, she has survived this. I don't know what sort of psychological, psychological damage, uh, she's going to carry with her, but they don't ever give her the big rah, rah moment. And, Am I spoiled, Dave? Like, you you bring the classics to this podcast. That's the concept. I bring the trash. Am I spoiled by my, like, you know, post-1990 thrillers vibe where it's like women will be abused, they'll be victimized, but as soon as they get a blade in the last 10 minutes, uh, suddenly they're going to turn into Rambo or, or Arnold or something. And to credit this film, they don't turn her into... Uh, you know, Ripley in the later alien movies. Uh, right. I guess she's more like Ripley in alien and that she has to be clever, but she's really dependent on uh, all the lights being off. And yes. <laughs> I don't know. I know it's in the title, but I don't know how much that matters when someone is just coming at you with a blade. Like if they <laughs> grab onto you, I still think it's over. You're in a small room. This is not in a giant amphitheater. What's going on here? I don't know, I just had this realization that, like, the movie's like, wait till dark, then Audrey Hepburn will fuck you up. Like, could you just wait until dark criminal? God damn it, the icebox, how could I forget the icebox? <laughs> like, you somehow made this movie worse for me, because now I have this image of a, a horribly shot trailer in my head of her with a knife, you just you wait could, until dark. You could do the, uh... The like you know the, they do those the funny trailers like the the Shining is a family comedy. You could totally. do like a Home Alone trailer here if she prepares. She's going and taking out the light bulbs. She's setting up. Um, that's on me, right? That's my going back to 1967 with the expectation of how modern thrillers would work. In the end, she just sits in a rocking chair and wants to play <laughs> the card. Like, the door of a refrigerator. I had you figured here, out. I had you figured. I just want you to admit it to me. Admit. That you're a bad person. I, oh, I mean, I think you're partially at fault, but I also think thrillers in the like late sixties. 
(laughs) (laughs) I said partially. I'm being nice. Um, Thrillers, even in the late 60s and early 70s, I think had a little bit of an edge to that. Maybe not gender wise, but they still had that edge. And I, I do find myself wishing this movie had more of an edge. It just feels like, oh, this poor lady, she's being... She's being abused, and then she hid, and then the movie's over. Uh, and, and that's kind of how it opens, it, too. The way yeah. we treat other, I guess, you know, criminals or men who are about to, uh, you know, jump, <laughs> dive right in to uh, some some serious shit of, uh, we got to find this doll, and to do that, we're going to pick on the blind. Um, <laughs> they are sent into another room, and they discover a dead body hanging on the back of a closet door. So I, that caught me off guard. I'm like, oh shit. It, it right. sets yeah. the sort of table stakes so Too high, high that <laughs> Too high. it doesn't really follow through on. Um, yeah. I, could something I bad think... happen to the child? You know, I'm just spitballing here. Could something. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Moment? Maybe they could throw the kid out the window. You know, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> just, just throwing things out. Um, also, can we talk about that this movie doesn't make any fucking sense? Like, every time I watch it, there's so many. There's a limit to how many twists and turns I think mm. an audience is willing to engage with. Like even I, like I watch, as you know, we both do watch a lot of goddamn movies. And at a certain point, every time I watch this, it's somewhere about an hour in. I'm like, oh god, who gives a shit? Like, can we just bring back the guy with the weird glasses and wig uh, to talk mm-hmm. some more? Because I just, I cannot with this because it is very stagey and it is confined essentially to this room and nothing else it does feel like there's a lot of talking and there's just a lot of people like this is what's happening just uh the the car's not there just so you know and we don't get to see any of it it's like and this is always my complaint especially with older movies that are based on stage plays i think We've gotten a little bit better, um, Hollywood has as an industry of making things less stagey. Even something like, you know, Fences that came out a couple years ago, like that, they still expand it. They go outside, right? They show where the people work and it feels like a world that's actually lived in. This is like, you might as well have just set up a camera in a theater and just, (laughs) just filmed it with one camera. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, <laughs> dinner. Yes, absolutely. Like it's so stagey, and I think I think it really it really suffers because of that. And I also think Hepburn suffers because of that. Like it, if you're gonna make a stagey movie, it demands a lot of your actors. Like you gotta have a lot of charisma and a lot of talent. And she's got charisma. She's definitely a movie star, but she just doesn't really. She's never really had those kind of acting chops. Like that's not why you cast her. In a movie, like, you don't, you don't cast her to, like, own the stage. She's not that kind of actor. And, and I think it really shows here. And it, and it just, as always, it makes me remember that the Oscars are bullshit. Uh, and they like to reward beautiful people, whether they're good or not. And Audrey Hepburn is a good looking human being. So they're like, oh, yeah, look at her. She pretended like she couldn't see. Uh, yeah. isn't that nice? I don't know. Um, if, I mean, I'm sure it probably was even then, but, uh, how much of a trope. Was it that it's like, look at someone um, who is able bodied doing this thing mm-hmm. that how could they how could they conceive of even like acting <laughs> yes. like they, they can't see even though, you know, it's like, well, 
You've been doing it for decades. I, I hope you can <laughs> manage your craft. Well, in that on your way. other podcast, you just covered uh, actually one of my favorite movies, Sneakers, with David Strathern. Mm, yeah, uh, being blind. So, <laughs> who's better? Who who captured the essence of this uh, lack of ability better, Audrey Hepburn or David Strathern? D- David Strathern. <laughs> I mean, Sneakers. Is he also... dances. So <laughs> he he attempts to, which I mean, I I think. I think quite fairly pointed out uh, my co-host on there was really att- attacking the blind. He basically was uh, a character in Wait Till Dark uh, that River <laughs> Phoenix, speaking of the dead again, uh, was not much of a more quip dancer, or at least his character wasn't in Sneakers. I, th- I think it's it's a draw uh, at best. Um, I think uh, so. This has a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes, and I knew uh, this fits well into your side of it, that it was, uh, according to Wikipedia, it's number 55 on AF5's 100 Years, 100 Thrills. I actually have no problem with that because I do, I do think it's it's at times very entertaining. And I could yes. see it in going back to 1967 that uh, – I don't know when this came when out. When movies think, weren't entertaining and they're like, this is amazing. <laughs> well, I think with this type of genre, uh, there is a certain mean-spiritedness that maybe now – I would be uncomfortable with because I've had decades right. of it. But at the time, it might have been like, huh, someone's terrorizing the blind. You don't really see that in a movie. This might be, this might be the first much. one. <laughs> <laughs> and and the, top, the top review on Rotten Tomatoes is uh, Dave Kerr of the Chicago Reader, uh, who says, This 1967 thriller draws its effectiveness less from the intelligence of the direction than he cites who the director is after slamming Oof. him, Terrence Young, <laughs> uh, than from the... The unbridled sadism of the concept. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I think so. I think there's there, that was probably something that was very high concept and unique. Um, you know, I you mentioned sober cinema, the, where the sneakers episode was uh, last year, or maybe the year before that. We did an early '90s movie called Blink with Madeline Stowe, where a serial mm. killer is sort of stalking all yeah. around her, and that did not feel groundbreaking or unique and no. it's like, oh yeah no. this this here we this go again, again. <laughs> um and i'm sure no offense to madeline Stowe, who on sober cinema gets insulted wildly a lot for her voice i'd never really picked up on it my co-host really has a problem with the way she speaks and does his best madeline Stowe impression <laughs> which sounds nothing like madeline nothing Stowe. like her yeah okay but i will i will continue that tradition of sober cinema and mildly insult her in that uh madeline Stowe is presumably no Audrey Hepburn. So it was not mm. probably quite as much of a selling point to put her in peril as opposed to Audrey Hepburn in 1967. Right. So Terrence Young, this is a director who this, who this critic just went Inept. after. No well, intelligence well, in his direction. It's, it's really interesting that he did this movie because he did Dr. No from Russia with love and Thunderball right before wait until dark. He did a bunch of James Bond mm. movies, big, you know, outlandish, over the top, all these different sets, all these different countries, all these different places. And then you do <laughs> an Audrey Hepburn movie that's all in one room. It's it's a very strange decision. Um, was he tired? And, I think he was tired. Yeah, maybe he was like, that's too much flying around and gadgets. I don't want mm-hmm. any of that shit. Just give me a dark room and... <laughs> Audrey Hepburn, mm-hmm. and that's all we really need. But I would say the only part that I'm like, oh, okay, it makes sense that he directed this, is that that beginning 
um, this introduction, which is actually pretty great. Like the, the kind of lead in of like where this, you know, doll is coming from mm-hmm. and what's in it and all that stuff. That stuff really works. And it feels like it's connected to a much bigger film. Uh, but then everything narrows in, uh, <laughs> really tight on Audrey Hepburn and this whole situation. And I think there, where the movie goes wrong for me, actually, you brought up in the very beginning, it's this kid. That kid and her relationship to Audrey Hepburn's character has to be charming or I'm not sure that the movie – the movie kind of falls apart if that doesn't work for you. Because, I mean, it does literally open with her like being a petulant child and then just dumping stuff on the ground and Audrey Hepburn crawling on all hands – on hands and knees trying to gather the stuff up. Who knows if there's a blade in there? She's going to cut herself. Like it's like – and it's designed, I think, to be cute, but I watch it and I'm just like, man, fuck this kid. Like, are you kidding? Like, why would you I think there's a it's, line? It's also designed um, as some sort of uh, staging ground exhibition for the audience. It's like, you see, she can move around and pick up things. Sure. <laughs> She'll like, need these Did we not later. think she had opposable thumbs? <laughs> She's I, yeah, I don't She's know not... <laughs> if that's of its its time, you know, it's just sort of the unique uh viewpoint that this is our main character, Boy Blind. Uh you have an introduction, you know, the uh supposed victim, the man in peril here, or at least that's the not so clever ruse from the criminals is that uh, her husband's going to die. Her husband's got mixed up in this murder. We need to find this doll uh, that will exonerate him, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but all we see of the interaction between husband and wife is him basically saying uh, like a, a parent trying to teach her kid how to swim, like a little further. Come on. You know, I won't let you drown, but you're going to have to start doing this for yourself. Like you need some survival, uh, you know, tools in your toolkit. And, um, uh, very lecturing, very parental, their relationship. I think not give a fuck yeah. about him either. I'm just, I, I yeah. don't like any of these people that she's surrounded by. You know, and it's, and it's interesting because I, I wonder if only I have this reaction to Audrey Hepburn. Um, and I think this is like the only thing you've seen. So maybe it's going to be hard to gauge, but because of her cadence and her speaking voice, she has a very kind of above it all, mm-hmm. um, speaking voice. So it's hard to like, really be on her side in such a like they have to be so dramatic because otherwise you're like yeah you you know you're beautiful and you act as if nothing can touch you so she doesn't it doesn't it doesn't like it doesn't pull you as an audience member to like oh my god she's really in danger because she's audrey hepburn and you're like nah she'll be fine uh so i don't it's hard for me to really engage with her as an actress because of that automatic distance because of that it's very measured and actorly like i feel like Mm -hmm. i'm watching someone perform and sometimes that's fun i think what you were Mm -hmm. leaning into is maybe more the uh the sort of nicholas cage style where it's like we know this is all performance and this is meant to be fun and zany i i don't i mean i do think this is a fun movie in the pure thriller sense uh Mm -hmm. the the situation itself should should not be fun or amusing to us right Uh, i don't think it compares to you know like the slasher genre where it's always somewhat questionable to me that the people that are like rooting for the kills like they're in the the opening sequence of like Mm. scream 2 where they're like cheering on death and carnage Uh, i don't think that's the case here but i do think well, and, you know, some of it may be, uh, I, I see a lot of reviews saying that, the, you know, the incredible pacing that just keeps building and building, and building. I don't know if there's, I don't know if there's enough of the uh, tables being turned for me because 
the, it all happens right at the end. Yeah, I mean, it's that's all the very only compacted, yeah. and that's mainly the uh, you know the, the the two con men, as they call them in the Wikipedia, the two base criminals who I guess are not maniacs, sociopaths <laughs> uh, that hang dead bodies from like closet racks, um, like you do. <laughs> once they think they've gotten the the maniac off their back. The guy, he tries one more time, and he's like, yeah, all right, when'd you know? Yeah, you, know, you got us, like, but don't worry, like, the the really bad guy's gone, and now we're, we're going to leave you alone. Like, that was like, you know, <laughs> we tried our best to get that damn doll. You're not giving it up. So, see ya. You know, have a good life. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> and yet again, I feel like the, uh, the, the, the victory lap is mostly stolen from Audrey Hepburn. In this movie, it's yeah. it's so brief. Um, they want that Very, one last yeah. kill. There's a fairly zany, I guess, and, and glorious uh, jump with a knife after being stabbed <laughs> from from Alan Arkin, which looks yeah. ridiculous. Um, yes. But you know, as 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 always in this thriller, it's going to lead back to the icebox. You know, it's gonna, that damn yeah, fridge. That's where it's going. <laughs> it's true. So you mentioned that I haven't read a bunch of reviews for this, but you said a bunch of the reviews kind of talk mm. about the pacing and how mm. great it is. What fucking movie are they watching? The pacing in this movie is terrible. Like it's just it's it's just it's kind of stagnant actually. Like every time I watch this movie, I feel like if you cut twenty minutes of this movie, it would be a lot better. And it doesn't even matter what 20 minutes. Like, you just kind of pick and choose. Because I just, like, there's a certain moment where I'm just kind of like, okay, let's uh, let's hurry up. Let's get to Alan Arkin. Let's get to the final confrontation. Because that stuff actually works. I do think the final confrontation is fun. It's I think it's actually pretty well filmed uh, by the director, regardless of what this critic says. <laughs> I think it's handled very well. But there's just so much buildup and so many twists and turns and so many plot points that frankly i don't care about like it just and i find myself tuning out so i don't know what movie they watch but clearly a different version of wait until dark exists because i did not see that movie maybe it's the old thing where it's like audiences only remember like the last you know 10 15 minutes so if you you leave yeah, them it's recency bias 100 yeah. percent. like the ending was so great so yeah good movie uh good moments like you said i think you put it very perfectly that it's it's fun it's a disposable, fun thriller. I don't know why it gets thrown on all these best of lists as like the greatest the thriller genre has to offer. I'm like, it's fine. If this movie never existed and it came out 10 years ago, no one would talk about this movie. Except for like, remember when that movie star made that weird thriller uh, where she was blind? Huh. Anyway, and no one would ever talk about it again. So the fact that this was like nominated for Oscars and people hold it up is very odd to me. Do you want to know how many Hitchcock movies are on the 100 Years, 100 Thrills list? Is this going to make me mad? I mean, probably not. They <laughs> Look, he has 15? number one. He has Psycho at one. North by Northwest okay. is number four. The Birds is seven. Rear Window is 14. Vertigo is 18. I don't know if I'd put Vertigo. I don't that's, I'd call it a thriller, really, but okay. Um, yeah, I think people might be a little bit disappointed, but yeah, that's in the the top twenty. Okay. He has he has five. Um, okay, so he's got a quarter like, of the top twenty. <laughs> Strangers on a Train guys, is, th okay. is thirty two. Uh, Notorious is thirty eight. Um, I was trying to see like what the uh, Saving Private Ryan is forty five. I don't. 
Pulp Fiction? Well, that, These that, are not... list I, that list, I feel, is misleading because it, it doesn't say it's a list of thrillers. It's a hundred thrills, right? Things that get your blood pumping, things that are exciting. They're thrilling. So I could see moments of Pulp Fiction being thrilling, but I wouldn't call it a thriller <laughs> necessarily. But Yeah, um, but it still came in behind Fatal Attraction in <laughs> 28, so it's like... You what, know what? what metric are we going by here? Because I I agree with you. Pulp Fiction is a lesser thriller than Fatal Attraction. Yeah. I have a I have a secret to tell you, Mike. All right, I've never seen Fatal Attraction. Uh, never ever. Well, I mean, you're getting ready to get married, so you probably can. You might want to watch it now, or I, I don't know. When, like... <laughs> I have no Michael Douglas. I think I'm. I think I'm okay. I mean, I would watch I it because Glenn Close is awesome in it. She's just she's just yeah. cool shit. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, a handsome um, woman as another of our co-hosts. <laughs> I I look. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm not going to. I guess Kate for Glenn Close, as the kids would say. But her with the curly simp, hair, you simp. <laughs> the curly hair and fatal attraction, and her just, uh, I guess, doggedness. She knows what she wants. Yeah, into it. I, yeah. I kind of, I kind of liked it. <laughs> kind of dug it. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely beats out uh, Audrey Hepburn uh, for me. There were uh, some more uh, Hitchcock movies on there. So, uh, Speed at ninety nine. Now, see, that's there yeah, we go. I was a, trying to figure out, yeah. What was the most, you know, modern uh, one? And it, I think it was, since this is a 2001 list, uh, The Sixth Sense and The Matrix from 99. Sure. Okay. okay. Sure. Sure. Um, but that's that's what Dave brings. Bullshit. I have to Look, clean it up. <laughs> they blame TV Guide. I didn't do this. <laughs> you so just said, you. what's on TCM? <laughs> Here I'm going to ask you, do you, do you want to go uh, next and then maybe I try to bounce off yours? Uh, or do you want to continue this very depressing and abusive home invasion <laughs> thing we have uh, going on? Hmm. Home invasion movies. Let's see. This is I thought you were just going to troll and be like, yeah, Saving Private Ryan. I'm in the mood for another thriller. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Let's see. A lot of garbage in this uh <laughs> <laughs> in this category for sure a lot of them a lot of them on these lists we have covered i feel like i feel like in terms it's funny you know what the number one was on this list i just pulled up fucking waited till dark that's the number one. Oh <laughs> god damn it can't get away from it um i feel like if we're talking things that make best of lists and cinephile list it's got to be like funny games right like that's that's got to be the ultimate home invasion uh well thought of movie right let me ask you this um because i've only seen the uh english language remake same, same. is there any difference same director i, I, I was under the i've heard it's that like basically the exact same he just, just wanted english to, yeah i may just watch that just because i like uh, naomi watts an awful lot so i mean if that's Jeez, Dave, uh, you're really going uh, depressing in your thrillers. The blind is, is picked on <laughs> a movie with no hope. I mean, what I really want to watch is Hush, um, but I don't think that really qualifies on my side of things. Well, what is the uh, 
like that is the uh, what we'll have to discuss as far as like when are you allowed to pick stuff to when they stop doing these lists, which is what the mid two thousands, early two thousands. Yeah. Because like, Hush is a ninety three percent. That is, you know, uh, it's only three points less than Wait Until Dark. That's how it works, right? All right. It's three yes. less All right. of a movie. You convince me. We'll watch Hush. Yes, because I want to watch that again anyway. It's, I haven't watched it since it first was released on Netflix, so hopefully it's still good. <laughs> I can shut my mouth